Hi, good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. Welcome to episode 130. I'm your host, Scott Munro. With me tonight, I've got James. How are we? I'm fine, thank you. Um, apologies, we were going to record this episode on Friday, but I was a little on, a bit under the weather last week. I'm all good now. Um, I had a bit of a stomach problem, which I think went maybe into a, a bit of a cold. I did test negative for COVID and um, felt a lot better Friday night, Saturday, going into the weekend. I managed to get out of the house for the first time in four days and watch Swindon beat Oldham in the last minute. But we're not here to talk about that. We're talk, talk, here to talk about AS Roma. Um, James, we've had a a contrast in last couple of days. We were excited going into the game against Vitas Arnhem. Roma won that. And then we had the draw yesterday. Um, we will be talking chronological order. So we'll be talking about the game on Thursday first. So we have to rewind all the way back to Thursday evening. Uh, played on an absolute horrid pitch in Arnhem. Uh, so it was Vitas uh, nil, Roma won. Uh, Sergio Oliveira scoring and then got himself sent off. Uh, if you can rewind your mind back to that, uh, what were your thoughts on the performance? Was it probably like mine, a bit scratchy, but then got into the game and then the second half was a bit more workmanlike and a bit more resolve and resolute at the end? Yes, I was going to say, funnily enough, uh, like uh, there, there was a, an improvement in the second half. I thought the first half was terrible. I mean, oh, God, yeah, it was horrific. It really was awful. So unstable. Um very difficult to to create anything, construct any, build any attacks. And Vitesse should have really scored at least a couple of goals, I think. I mean, the, the big chance they had in front of Patricio after he made that mistake by mm. kicking the ball directly at one of their players, um, the pitch helped us there because I noticed on the replay that the ball bounced off a divot on the pitch just before it got to the striker and so the ball was rising and therefore he couldn't keep the shot down and it flew over the crossbar so um so the pitch i i would say was you know a, a disadvantage for both teams to be fair and um uh, so I wouldn't use that as an excuse, but um, we, we just looked unstable and um, really struggled to get anything going in attack. And the goal was completely like, I, I was astonished. It just came out of nowhere from the, I think from the corner kick and then the ball wasn't cleared very well and got the ball back towards Oliveira, who finished superbly, to be fair. It was a lashed it into the top corner. And in fact, just before that, Tammy Abraham had had a very good shot turned round the post by the goalkeeper, although that was one of several incidents where saves where a corner kick wasn't given. Referee gave a goal kick. Yeah. Did so, you feel like the, um, the referee had a bit of a poor game also? Yeah, I think it was one of his first games in uh, UEFA club competition. So ah, really? I think, did I not they, know that. I they mentioned that, yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, of course, the Conference League might be being used to sort of blood the Bad next end, generation. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, of uh, referees. But, um, yes, um, some of the judgments were, mind you, having seen some of the refereeing in Serie A, we're not really <laughs> in a position to, uh, to be too critical. But, um um, and the second half, yeah, the, from what I remember, I just my abiding memory is that first half performance, which was uh, 
Horrific. Yeah, really terrible. And Sergio Oliveira getting sent off was a bit... I think the second yellow card was... You tend to see those pardoned not given the yellow card if the player's already got a yellow card, whereas he might get one if he hasn't got one. But to get one there was a a bit unfortunate, I think, because I think it was a bit unfortunate. It it was a 50-50. You could get a yellow card or you couldn't. And most referees, I think, there would would not give one to a player. They wouldn't send a player off for that, put it like that. But... um, and then, so we, so it meant in that last sort of fifteen twenty minutes, we had to, um, rather than concentrating on trying to get the second goal to make the task in the Olympico a lot easier, we we, we were more or less protecting that guy. And the, they actually played some very good crosses and passes into the penalty area, but they didn't have the, they weren't clinical enough to take advantage in that final part of the game. So. Overall, looking at it overall, I think it was a, a fortunate victory and I was left with the impression that the tie is far from over. Do you think that if Roma can start the tie well on Thursday, do you think if they have a very strong first half, they can put this tie to bed? Uh, yes, I think that's possible, but we, we have to remember with Oliver, uh, Oliveira won't be there, nor yep. Gianluca Mancini, who was cautioned. Shock. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, for something he said, actually, I think, wasn't yeah, it? To the, yeah, something he said to the Polish referee. Exactly, right at the end of the game. And um, so that's frustrating. So lose those two players. But um, I, I think the, the first goal on Thursday will be absolutely crucial. Crucial, yeah. The first goal, their belief, self-belief will maybe fade a little. And um, and but if they get the first goal, then so um, uh, I, I think it, I think it will be a you know another difficult, uh, particularly without Mancini and uh, Oliveira. I think it would be a difficult tie. But um, we will need a a marked improvement on the last two performances. We'd need the sort of performance that we put in against Atalanta <clears> and the Olympico uh, a week or so ago. I think. Yeah, um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of players from last Thursday. Um, so, Marish Kumbula, I think he was probably one of Roma's best players on the pitch. Um, I think since November, I think we talked about it last week also, he's been, since the Bodo Glimp game, he was thrown under bus, he was one of the five players, but I think he's been one of the players that has reacted the best. Um, I just wondered what your thoughts on uh, Marish Kumbula's performance on Thursday night. Yeah, I think he was very solid and secure. Didn't really make many mistakes and there were plenty of mistakes, misplaced passes, unforced errors. Um, So I think he was one of the standouts really. Um, And Rui Patricio would have been as well, but for that. The um, the mistake. Yeah. 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 But Kumbula, yes, it's a good point to to note that since the the uh, that um, disastrous result against Bodo Glimt in October, he's made a real uh, almost miraculous recovery. You could say, you know, when a lot not everybody thought he was capable of uh, recovering, you know, but um, uh, he seems to have done that. So all credit to him. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet now? 
along with the goalkeeper, Rui Patricio. I think possi- quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he was missed yesterday. We'll talk about yesterday's game along with um, Henrik Mkhitaryan. He, he oh, was missed. I just... Mkhitaryan, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, in fact, in that second half, I did think, you know, Mkhitaryan not being there comes back to our previous conversation about should his contract be renewed for another year. I think you can see that I think it's quite important, you know, to be able to create opportunities and um, dribble with the ball and pull, you know, attract other opponents to free space for others. Um, plus, is you know, he can score himself. So I think he's, um, you know, uh, quite important. Oh, of course, of course. I wanted to talk about another player, uh, but this one's for not the right reasons. Um, Jordan Veritu didn't really have the best performance on Thursday. Um, the decline of a, such a talented player this season after such a strong start is, is, is quite costly for the club and for him. Um, what's your thoughts on Veritu in the last couple of months, and especially in the last couple of weeks also, because he's having these not great performances. Do you think his time in Rome could potentially be over? Uh, I think that's a possibility. I mean, you know, he's now not, not really, you wouldn't say he was a prime starter first, one of the first names on the team sheet. At no, the moment. not and like two years ago. Exactly. Where yes. When he became a little bit like, a little bit. I was likening him to like Nangalan, you know, when yes, he came. Yes, that's, that's you know. a very good example. Yeah. And um, so it is so disappointing. And um, I I mean, you know, I, I have to say that he's not alone in suffering a regression this season. Oh, Some God, no, there's quite a few, yeah. Exactly. So, um, but obviously he's coming from, you know, a, a higher starting point. And uh, so, so, yeah, so it's a big disappointment. Yeah, I think he's one of a couple of players who may have disappointed a little bit this season. I feel the other one is Zaniolo, but I can understand why Zaniolo is frustrated. He's coming back from, what, two ACL injuries, um, a lot of chatter in the media about his future and about his private life. Um, yeah, I think getting, there's a, there is a little bit, uh, patience will be a virtue with Zaniolo. Yes, yeah, it, it might break at some point i think we'll talk about yesterday's game in a moment but yeah i think he what was it 60 minutes on thursday and then jose told him to go down the tunnel and not sit on the bench because it was too cold well i I did notice that he went straight down the tunnel the other abiding memory of thursday for me was i thought the defense did fairly well really yeah despite um, obviously, them having chances. It was because like, at one stage it was just like, particularly in that first half, it was like wave after wave of attack, and um, and I think the defence to come away with a clean sheet was uh, real, you know, real great achievement. And um, I think overall the defence was pretty solid, you know. And uh, it, I don't think it was. I mean, obviously there was some. You know, you could say a bit of wayward finishing, but um, could have easily conceded on another day a goal or two, but of course, um, yeah. or maybe three. But <laughs> um, but um, I would say overall, the defence never, you know, given that what they had to deal with, you know, quite a lot of uh, you know, wave after wave of attack at times. I think they played very well, and 
I think that we should give them credit. Of course. Do you think the Lois Appender miss from, what was it, three, four yards out with a divot in the air after Rui Patricia gave him the ball away? Do you think that was the turning point for Roma in, in that victory in Arnhem? Yeah, I think I think um, there, there was an element. It did cross my mind. Oh, maybe Vitesse are not going to score tonight. You know, it's <laughs> one of those games. It wasn't where, their day. Yeah, and um, and I think the goal as well. The goal was such a would have been such a critical. I mean, obviously not as critical as last season because the away goal rule doesn't apply. But yeah, um, nevertheless, it was such a. I think it relaxed our players a little bit. So they were to come out for the second half a bit more relaxed, you know. And I think that led to a sort of more relaxed, calmer, more controlled second half performance. Because um, obviously, in the, you know, the first half was, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgettable. Yeah. Um, it's a good, uh, good side way to talk about uh, yesterday's performance. So Thursday, Roma won in Arnhem and took a 1-0 lead back to the Olympico and the game will be played Thursday evening, 8pm UK time, 9pm local time. Uh, the game is live on British TV, also it's on BT Sport ESPN after the fire, the six o'clock game. But I think there's like a 10, 15 minute delay, so they won't start showing the game until quarter past eight. So it might be on one of the extra channels. Um, so James, yesterday, um, after um, the same time as Atalanta dropped points against Genoa, and we are recording this as Lazio, I think they're winning against Venezia this evening, 1-0. So this it's going to get tighter between fourth, fifth, sixth. Sorry, fifth, sixth, and seventh in Serie A. So Roma went to Udine and drew one all uh, against Gabriele Choffi's Udinese side. Um, it wasn't the greatest of performances. Do you feel it was another get out of jail free card, um, a never say die attitude? Um, uh, a what people say is a European hangover, or D, all of the above. Um, well, I think that I'm. I wouldn't blame it on the performance on the you know playing on Thursday mm. because we didn't actually return to Rome. We we stayed in the straight, yeah, you know, yeah. and then trained on light training session on Friday, full training session on Saturday, and then a flight to Udine. So I I, I wouldn't necessarily. I just think the performance yesterday was uh, perhaps perhaps the worst of the season in the sense that it, it was so such a struggle to create anything. And, um, you know, if we'd played a stronger team, I think probably by half-time the game would have been over, you know, as a result. You know, the result would have been uh, decided because we just couldn't get anything going real struggle to create any chances obviously Mkhitaryan was suspended but um you know we did have players like Pellegrini Zaniolo you know players that Abraham players that should be able to um correct but it was so difficult and um so much in the way of like sterile passing inside our own half you know and that's fine to a certain extent but to take the sting out of the game or to, you know, whatever moment you're in in the game. But there was far too much of it. And and 
And because of that, we weren't able to really pressurize Udinese and try and penetrate their defense. And we are talking, after all, about a team that, although they did cause us quite a few problems in the reverse fixture at the Olympico that we won 1-0, um, hmm. you know, they, they uh, and they did score a very good goal. I mean, it was a tremendous finish. I mean, you could argue the clearance from Pellegrini from the corner was, uh, you know, uh, could have been a lot better, but nevertheless, no taking away from the the finish was uh, from the edge of the box was fantastic. But um, uh, and they had other chances. You know, they could have been two 0 at half time, of course, because they hit the crossbar. And then later on in the game, in the second half, Patricio made an excellent save uh, to turn the ball wide for a past the far post for a corner. So um, and the. And the penalty, I think that was maybe the only way we were going to score, you know, with a maybe with a penalty kick or a restart, you know, because we didn't mm. look like producing, creating really good quality chances. And uh, I thought the penalty kick was was a bit harsh, to say the least, to be honest. I've seen other people call it soft. It was. Do you say it was not a natural hand movement from Ziegler? Well, I, I don't know. That, see, my my question is always: Would have a player, a professional player, elite level player, in that situation, would they look to handle the ball, knowing the potential consequence? Yeah, I don't think so. No. So, I would always err on. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be a bit more for a penalty kick to give a team a free shot goal. But obviously, we'll take it because you know we've had situations where we have had fouls that haven't been. Uh, penalised uh, and of course we've had fouls at the other end that were dubious thinking of um, the infamous one where uh, Ibanez on Ibra Ibrahimovic that's right against yeah. Milan and um, so so it was a relief to draw the game I think to, to draw the game felt like a victory to me given how poorly we'd played and how you know little we'd created against the team, and I repeat, you know, a team that's uh, not entirely safe from relegation yet, you know. So um, uh, it was a real disappointment, and the alarm bells are ringing ahead of the next two games before the international break, because although they're both at the Olympico, they're both going to be, on paper at least, difficult games. Yeah, I was going to say, Games are never played on paper, they're played on grass, aren't they? But yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I wanted to ask you about two players who were nudge, nudge, were on yellow cards and technically, uh, uh, thankfully, sorry, they didn't get them. Um, that was Saniolo and Lorenzo Pellegrini. They, the body language of both players, especially Saniolo, was like, I'm just trying not to cause any damage. I don't want to get booked. I don't want to miss the derby or anything like that. Especially Zaniolo. Uh, there was a clip that went round. I think it was yesterday, last night, or this morning, where he actually pulled out of a challenge right before Patricio saved, I think, the chance in the, at the end. Um, I've got like a caveat of two questions. Do you think both of them should have played or should it because they've been taken off with about half an hour to go and risk and not risk them any, any further? Um, I know it's a stupid question. I don't know. Well, no, I think it is a valid point because, um, uh, you know, but, but 
I could tell you uh, uh, after the derby, perhaps, but <laughs> I'll give you a better answer. But um, so Monday, so I, next Monday. I, I tend to my approach is always the next game is that, and I think um, Pellegrini said afterwards we'll think about the derby after from Friday morning. And I think that's a great answer because, is, yeah. you know, I know it's a cliche, but I do think there's that, that there is, I mean, obviously there is some, you know, one eye on the future and one eye on, you know, planning more strategically who's going to play this game or this game. So, um, so for example, Mancini played yesterday because he won't be able to play on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. And, same for Oliveira, and so um, uh, and Kumbula didn't play yesterday, possibly because he can play on Thursday, Thursday and Sunday. Yes, Sunday. So, um, uh, but to, uh, I don't. I didn't get the impression in Pellegrini's case, certainly, that he was holding back or... Oh, no, was, God. Uh, I think it was Zaniolo, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, maybe he had a frustrating game. It was very... But it was very difficult. A, a lot of the time he was isolated. There, there was very little cohesion. We looked very disjointed. So it wasn't like that we were doing nice sweeping moves forward that we can do, you know, when we're playing well um, in the opposition half. So, um, I, I, I... And I... I would love to... to give you uh, an explanation for yesterday's performance because it was so so disappointing I mean it was disappointing is not really the word but um, uh, it, it it was pretty horrendous I have to say and uh, um, it's something and, and it was particularly disappointing because we we're coming off two encouraging performances against Spezia and um, and against um, Atalanta, Atalanta. Yeah. And and one other point I, I'd like to make about thinking about, you know, the influence of the game on Thursday on yesterday's performance was, um, you know, we've only played, if you exclude the first game after the winter break, uh, it was played midweek at me then when we just had two weeks off. We've only played three times midweek this year, if I'm not mistaken, the two copper games against Lecce and Inter. And mm-hmm. the game against uh, Vitesse Arnhem. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So it's not like we've been particularly uh, overstretched the last, um, uh, you know, f- couple of months or so. And um, so I don't think that's uh, uh, that's why I wouldn't use the argument of playing on Thursday night as being a um, some sort of justification for yesterday's performance. And because I don't think it was really a fatigue issue. Um, I think it was more of a uh, just a continuation of the uh, you know unstable and um, impotent performance that we saw on Thursday. You know, certainly in the first half, anyway. From no, I, I'm I'm with you. It was, do you know, what it was really painful to watch at it, times. It, yes, <laughs> absolutely. It was, <laughs> it yeah, was horrific. It was a real hard. Um, um, yeah, especially like I, I watched the two previous games. So I watched the Napoli Verona game, and a part of me lost interest after the racial abuse in that game for, at times. And then I watched the Fiorentina game where Fiorentina were playing against Bologna, and Bologna had a player sent off just before half time. So they were playing against 10 men. Um, but yeah, this just, it was just 
There was no cohesion. There was there's yes, nothing. That's that, a good, really good point. The cohesion was uh, virtually not, uh, non-existent, and it seemed like in attack, especially yeah, in attack, especially yeah. in attack. And there was so much like um, lateral passing across the pitch in yeah. just you know inside our own half that it's almost like we couldn't find any route. It was so difficult to find a route towards the Udinese penalty area, and. Um, and and of course there were more than once where they broke quite dangerously, and I fear that they'd score a goal on the counter attack, and they didn't manage to do it. But um, particularly in the second half, and uh, um, yeah, I think I think it's safe to say, had it not been for the penalty kick, we would have lost the game. I think. Of course, yeah. yeah. And um, I also wanted to. I got one final point about this, and that's uh, the goalkeeper, Rui Patricio. Um, Man of the match performance. I think he kept Roma in the game. Uh, pulled off some excellent saves right near the end, especially the one, was it the 89th minute or the 90th minute? And then just a couple of minutes later, Roma get the penalty. Um, yeah, that was the one he put out for a corner just past a the corner with his, with, yeah. with his foot, wasn't, yeah. wasn't it? And he, yeah, put, he, pulled off, yeah. he pulled off some brilliant saves yesterday. Does yeah. it? He is a massive upgrade on Paulo Lopez. Nothing offensive on Paulo Lopez, and his assist for Chengasunda's goal yesterday for Marseille was outstanding. But for you, do you think that's the signing of, of the Mourinho era so far? Um, yeah, quite possibly. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I would probably say that. I mean, to a certain extent. You know, it, it should have been because we're buying a ready player. You know, who's, yes, oh, who, yeah. if anything, entering the kind of twilight of his career. So, and he's established international player. So, um, I think, um, uh, you know, it, it, it had to be really. You know, it was always likely that Patricio was going to be the the player who was going to come in and make the biggest impact. Um, so, yeah, definitely. So far, I think Patricio. Uh, has been the best transfer we've done of this new era, if you like. I think we've actually finally found a goalkeeper since Allison. So we've gone through what Morante, Olsen, um, Paulo Lopez went back to Morante, back to Paulo Lopez. Daniel Fusato was in goal for a little bit, and I apologise if I've missed anyone else off. But we've, it looks like we've, after a couple of years, was it four years since Allison left? Almost four years. Well, that was my fear a- when when Allison left. I, I thought it's all very well saying you're going to get this, you know, relatively large fee for a goalkeeper. Yeah, but you have to replace him. Absolutely, and that proved. And I and I always thought it was going to be very difficult, and it proved to be even more difficult than I thought. And um, at least now certainly for this season, hopefully next season, that issue is resolved and we might actually be buying his successor from Benfica. <laughs> yes. But maybe, I don't know. But um, um, that's one to watch. But, um, uh, I mean, you could say Tammy Abraham as well has done exceptionally oh, well yes. in his yeah, first yeah. season. Yeah. You know, but I, I probably, and, and yeah, because without those goals. But so I think, you know, those two ends of the pitch where the games are decided in defence and uh, goalkeeper and attack, um, the two transfers, the two best transfers. And that's probably why we are where we are in the table because mm. overall, you know, we, 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 well, we, we still might struggle to qualify for a European competition next season, but 
would, would be even more struggling, you know, if uh, either of those two hadn't made the impact they have in their first seasons. I always feel like you, for a good a good team, you have to have a very strong goalkeeper who's very dependent and who is very. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a really strong word here. So very uh, commanding of his area. And I think we've got that in Rui Patricia. And I think we've got a dependable striker in Tammy Abraham who took a long time to get acclimatised this area. But since, what, November, December time, he's it's, it's chalk and cheese. It's different gravy. And I think with that, we've got a strong attacker and a strong goalkeeper. Um, it's just trying to find the cohesion between the midfield and the attack now in this system that Josie's starting to use. And I think... If given the time, we could see the real Roma under Mourinho. We have seen glimpses of it. We've seen the Grinta. Um, yesterday was definitely not it. Yesterday was horrific. Me and James have both said it was probably probably one of the worst games that Roma have played this season. I've seen a lot of fans on social media showing their, their, their displeasure of the performance. But fingers crossed we could be getting somewhere there's still a long way to go isn't there James under this season and there's gonna be more twists and turns there's there's a couple of very important games coming up isn't there in the next couple of days for Roma on Thursday and next Sunday yes before the international break um you know one of them we can afford not to win uh on Thursday and one we must win. And it is a bit of a must-win game, yeah, because the situation's getting very tight. And there is that eighth place in the table that doesn't bring with it, you know, well, potentially, probably seventh will bring European football because um, Fiorentina, you know, the Coppa Italia win is likely to come from yes, uh, yes, yes. one of the Fiorentina. teams higher up the ta- table. Yeah, Fiorentina, Juventus and the two Milan clubs are in the, uh, the Coppa Italia. Exactly. So um, to finish at least seventh and preferably fifth or sixth, you know, would be uh, would be great. But I mean, um, yeah, the performance um, and some of those other teams have had, you know, that we're competing with um, Fiorentina, Lazio come to, yeah, they, they've had their poorer performances. But I mean, the, what, what was most alarming for me was it was again, the, it was the opposition, you know, the, the level of the opposition, um, to have a performance like that when you should have really been on the front foot pushing them, um, trying to get your nose in front and then exploit them, you know, and uh, it was the exact opposite. So um, I, uh, yes, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I don't know what to expect on Thursday other than I think it will be difficult, you know. Yeah, Um Going into Thursday's game, we'll do a little preview. So, so first leg finished 1-0 last Thursday, and Rome will take a 1-0 lead to Rome on Thursday. Uh, Vitesse drew, I think they drew 0-0 with Heracles at the weekend. Yeah, they did. Uh, they played yesterday and drew 0-0 in, in, against Heracles. And they, I think they stay sixth in the Eredivisie. Uh Yes, they do. So I've, I'm just looking at the live table. Yeah, they, they're sixth. Um, they're one point 
ahead of SC Utrecht in seventh, but a languishing 11 points behind SC Twente. Enezad Alkmaar, who are in fourth and fifth, and a further four points behind Feyenoord, who are in third, and Ajax and PSV are way ahead at the top of the table. There is a two-point gap between Ajax and PSV at the top of the Eredivisie, but Roma going into this game, they had some good performances against Spezia and Atalanta. Um, they had a good 45 minutes against Vitesse Rhinem in the previous leg. Yesterday, I'd probably say it was a good, what, five, ten minutes? Would you agree with that, James? Maybe maybe less? Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of any positives from yesterday. Um, surely they can spring spring um, a, a 90 minutes of positivity. How are your thoughts going into the game? You said that you're a, you think it will be a tough game. Yeah, do you, I do. I really do. Yeah, I think have that in, you have that inkling over you. I think that most Roma fans have over the last decade or so. There's a bit of pessimistic in us, pessimism, yeah. sorry, in us that we're, there's a bit of doom and gloom going ahead into a derby weekend. The, the only, the only thing I would say is I don't think we'll, I think we'll play better than we did yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's almost impossible to play another game at that level. Um, you know, another performance like that. So I think we'll play better. Mkhitaryan will be back. Um, Kumbulas be back also yes, to replace yes, Mancini. To replace Mancini. Um, I think I think we'll play better than we did yesterday, and we'll need to play better because I doubt whether that performance yesterday. I don't think that would be sufficient to, you know, um, reach the quarterfinals. So um, I would, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that's the right way to go about it. I'm optimistic. Um, I think you have to be nowadays being a football fan with a a one goal lead. Um, I think you've got strong players coming back into the 11. Mkhitaryan comes back. Get, comes back. Um, the only questions I have, excuse me, is the midfield. Does he play Vera too? Does he play? He can't play Oliveira because Oliveira is suspended. Does he go with the tried and tested Cristante, um, Vera too, and Pelle, uh, Mkhitaryan in midfield and play maybe Pellegrini off Abraham or Zaniolo off ahead of off Abraham? I think he's got Jose's got some thinking to do what to do with the midfield because the midfield in the last couple of games hasn't been the greatest. Yeah, I tend to think he will stick with Cristante and Vera too, with Oliveira unavailable, and he'll play Pellegrini between them and Abraham and Zanioli. Because he'll want speed in attack, because he knows that even if not at the start, at, at some point, providing they don't score at relatively early, Vitesse will have to push and there will that will should leave spaces behind. So um it'd be important to have a bit of you know a bit of pace high up the pitch. So um uh I think both Zaniolo and uh Abraham will start mm. together. I think that may be a bit harsh on Mikataro and that is in there because he's the the glue that links the midfield and the attack together and he's done it such a brilliant job yes, and we've talked has. about it yeah. and he's also the ball carrier in that in that yes, midfield yes I think that's one of the things we you know really miss yesterday someone who's able to 
link the um, midfield to the uh, uh, attack and provide an outlet. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why we saw so many lateral passes and we were crying out for the ball to go forward, but we didn't have that link to get it from you know, uh, the halfway line to the edge of the penalty area, you know. Um, so I think Mkhitaryan will be very important in these last two games. And and then he'll get two weeks off because yeah. he's no no longer playing for Armenia. So. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be quite pivotal. pivotal sorry, get my words out. English, Scott. Um, he's going to be quite pivotal for the rest of the season because I think he's yeah. very... I think he's, along with probably about three other players, adapted probably the best Jose system from the, from the switch to the four to the three. And he's actually adapted very well into the deeper midfielder role because we talked about it last week. I think me and Imran have also talked about it where... He he's the ball carrier and he links the play up really well and he's very good at unlocking defences who play with a low block like Udinese did yesterday, but they were quite smart as well. They've got some very, uh, I would say, very dependable defenders, but you need him in this midfielder role because he's the type of player to unlock a defence and bring something to the attack linking it up, giving it to Pellegrini, giving it to Zaniolo, giving it to Abraham and creating chances. And the good news is, I read today, <clears throat> excuse me, is that there is a renewal quite close with, on a lower fee, so a lower salary, sorry. But I think that if that happens, that'll be quite good going forward to next season. That, that will be welcome news. And one of the things I think will be key on Thursday and Sunday, but taking one game at a time, is yeah. a, so, a real solid defensive performance. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that instability we saw yesterday, all those attacks coming down Udinese's right-hand side, that, and, and we really looked all at sea at times. Um, we can't allow that to happen uh, against Vitesse because we, we already saw from the first leg they can put good quality passes and crosses into the centre. And um, they didn't capitalise on it you know, in their in their the game in Holland, but they, you know, if you keep allowing that, then eventually you're probably going to concede. So um, I think a solid defensive performance will be uh, important. Agreed. I did feel that Udinese maybe targeted Seleski yesterday with yeah. Delafeu on him. Yeah. Delafeu is he's a very a quality. Sorry, he is a quality attacking player, and he's very he's he's a box of tricks, and he's very adaptive on what he does. He um he did get booked for diving, and that could have been given. I think any other day that could have been given, but yeah, I think he gave Zaleski a, a bit of a tough time in the first half, but Zaleski got a bit stronger. Yes. I do feel that he may play Vinya on on Thursday, or he might go Al Sharari. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes Al Sharari because. Uh, SES actually did play quite well when he came on on Thursday gave us a bit more at attacking outlet down the left hand side yes. so that could be another quandary for for uh, for Mr Mourinho going forward exactly yes that's a good point um, James uh, I think we pretty much covered everything we wanted to talk about it, it was a shorter episode sorry <laughs> sorry about that we have got in depth about questions um, it might be something we might do post derby because Thursday we've got the game against Vitesse Arnhem and then we might do uh, actually we did suggest last week we, we could do something reviewing 
Thursday's game and then talk about the derby later in the week. Um, guys, you can follow us. Uh, sorry, you can catch all of our latest podcasts at lemagicast.com. You can find all our previous podcasts on the website. You can catch us upon all podcast platforms. So your Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast platforms you listen to us on. James, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. We're uh, we're coming up into the international break and coming up into the the, the pivotal part of the season. And I just want to say thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. We've been talking 40 minutes about two games. And um, hopefully we'll have something for you guys on Friday. Uh, we've got a big game coming up on Sunday and we can review the game on um against Arnhem on uh, on Thursday. It's coming up into Derby week. It's a pivotal part and it's uh I think where Roma fans will be getting a little maybe a little bit anxious coming into Derby games. I've spoken to a couple of Lazio fans recently. Um one is quite nervous going into it. I think it's quite it's quite tense. Um it's the second derby of the season, but yeah, that's how it is. Uh James, once again, thank you very much for joining on this Monday evening. Uh it's been an absolute pleasure and uh always remember Force Roma and ciao.